With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Six for ten. And with a size 15 shoe, big serving John is one match away from a Wimbledon final. John Eisner, six foot ten. Tennis player, known uh, for his big serve. He's now 33 years old. Wow. Remember when tennis used to be a young man's game? I do. Now they, uh, you know, Federer. Uh, he Can beat I- uh, Milos Ranich today, 6 7, 7 6, 6 4, 6 3. A American, an American in the semis of a Grand Slam event. <laughs> it's damn near impossible, isn't it? It is. Can I ask you a quick question? I had not heard the soundbite of that uh, that Manny had loaded in until we just played it on the air. Was the announcer offering up the size fifteen shoe as somewhat of an endorsement of the young man? Or? I, I don't think so. <laughs> what's, I have no what's idea. that offered up just as he is a big I didn't guy? Even think about that when I was getting that soundbite, but not <laughs> most famous. Most famous, of course, for that uh, marathon match he had. What is it? Way back in 2010 now, right? Yeah, I think it went like a... Then the fifth set went like 120 games yeah. or something well, like that. Yeah, it's the goofiest match ever played. It's like that Apple Valley Duluth East hockey game from the state finals. Yeah, 20 the years uh, goofiest ago that we always match referenced. ever played. Okay, where is it? Where's my note? I had my notes. I had it uh, properly circled, ready to go here. Uh, yes, first round in 2010... And when he was starting to become somewhat of a prominent player, he's ranked 19th in the world. In the first round, he uh, was playing Nicholas Mahout. I think it's Mahout, yep. Mahout. Or Mahout. In uh, 6-4, okay, 3-6, mm-hmm. 6-7, 7-6. Mm-hmm. So the middle, this third and fourth are tiebreakers, right? Mm-hmm. Now, of course, in tennis, uh, you got to win by two points. If you're, you know, in the in the fifth set, yes. Well, it, I got news for you. Back in the olden times, every there were no tiebreakers. They <laughs> came in about thirty years ago. These matches could last forever. Mm-hmm. Seventy to sixty-eight. Seventy to sixty-eight. That means every time I served, I got the point, and every time you served back, you got the point. Seventy to sixty-eight, longest match ever, uh, and. Not surprisingly, he lost his next match. But he's he's kept getting he keeps getting better and better. And of course, 
He's now in the middle of controversy because, and the Brits are going to love this, uh, the tabloids are going to love this, uh, Trump is is visiting Great Britain this weekend, as we well know. We got the blimp up there that he's going to really admire if he gets a chance to see it. He will. Att- he said he would attend the men's singles semifinals at Wimbledon on Friday if Eisner reaches the semifinals. And uh, he beat, uh, and indeed he has now reached the semifinals. In his press conference yesterday, he's, he was asked about the possibility of Trump being there, and he said, oh, yeah, nice. He said, uh, certainly, I'd love to have Trump come watch me. That would be awesome. Maybe I'll tweet him if I win on Wednesday. I know a lot of people won't like that, but I don't care. Uh, Serena, of course, who is also in the semis, uh, said, uh, I don't know about what comments he's made about women in sport, but I feel like he has a right to do whatever he wants to do. But I don't think <laughs> Serena's quite as excited to have Donald there. But now I suppose Eisner will be uh, getting a lot of heat. But uh, you know what? He should beat Kevin Anderson from South Africa. Yeah, he should be in the finals, I think. He yeah. should make the finals. And then, of course, Djokovic and uh, Nadal uh, in the other semifinal. Kevin Anderson, the South African, defeated uh, Federer today in uh, that was five sets too, right? Didn't it go five sets? I, I believe so. Yeah, five sets too. And that and that the fifth set I think was thirteen eleven. So yeah. the fifth set yes, went a little, right. little ways. Yeah. And Nadal and uh, Nadal and uh, Del D- 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 Potro had a fantastic match, and Nadal finally won uh, that one fourteen twelve. The uh, thing like the that. fifth set of that long match that Isner had uh, mm-hmm. many years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went the fifth set was eight hours and 11 minutes. Oh, my God. Over yeah. the course of, you know, they had to split it over the course yes. of a couple of days. But, but yeah. still. Eight hours and 11 minutes. And you think oh. baseball has a time I was just going to say, that's a Yankee Red Sox What game. I was going to say was eight hours and 11 minutes or two Mackie and Judd shows. There you go. <laughs> that's right. There you go. Two Mackie and Judd shows, 30 minutes of which is devoted to Joe Maurer being traded to the <laughs> Yankees. Hey, you know what? It could happen. Yeah, it could happen. We got we got it on our website. They've you converted put Clamato in, or it ain't gonna taste right. What? The front runner for the get your own radio show. Yes, sports sportscaster show. idol. All right, I Randy might not be the winner, but I think he should be one of the judges. All right, let's put your I money where your Randy mouth is right one now. One of the judges. If Randy wins sportscaster idol, will you join him as a guest? On his show Sunday mornings on 1500 ESPN. Occasionally, sure. Okay. I would love to have Randy. He's going to follow Corzo? Is that it? I think show? it would precede, I think, I think it would precede Corzo. Corzo. So they're trying to make Corzo look good. Is that what they're trying to do? I believe so. Make? Yes. Okay, Anything yeah. helps. Well, I don't know if Randy, because he's. Uh, now, they said Randy isn't real strong on wanting to reveal his identity because uh, he might be harassed. So I mean, maybe I, I don't know if he'll enter the we, contest or not. We should check and see if Randy wants to join us at Croatian Hall on oh, Sunday. That would be, oh, yeah, good lord! That would be good. That yes. would be great. I mm-hmm. think that I want to see Randy I, on Aquavit. He might have to bring his own uh, clamato. <laughs> not Aquavit. It's not Aquavit. It's the Croatian. Uh, slip, slip it, uh, yeah, whatever the hell it hold is. On, I gotta find it. Again. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Plum Brandy. Brandy. Plum Brandy. Plum Brandy. Croatia. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Slivovitz. Slivovitz. Sleeve or Give me another shot of Slivovitz. Or is it Slivovitz? I know. Who cares? Okay. It's, uh, it's Croatian, <laughs> and uh, they're in the finals, and they cannot. We can't do anything to offend them. That's How about sure. Randy half banged up on plum brandy yeah, during a, a World Cup final match? That'd be, good. That'd be that'd pretty be good. good. All right. Uh, hey, we will return with Tim Kirkjian, uh in a few minutes. Tim Kirchin, ESPN and ESPN.com. The uh, All-Star Game uh, can still get us worked up out here on the prairie. Even if baseball has all these problems, we're upset. We want Eddie Rosario on the All-Star team. Well, he should be on the All-Star team, Pat. You know, I have to pick the All-Star team before the managers do, and it is a really hard job when you got to pick a guy from every team, and at least three teams probably don't even deserve a guy. So... Eddie Rosario belongs over, say, George Springer, who's a great player. But he, but Eddie Rosario's having a better season. But this is what the All-Star Week is all about. It's more about the guys who don't make yes. it than the guys who do make it. Uh, and it makes for great conversation and a lot of angry people, but at least it keeps the game in the forefront. And, uh, Tim, if you want to see what controversy does to boost a game, just look at the National Basketball Association, sir. The <laughs> the whole reason it has become this monster it is is people arguing about things, wouldn't you say? Yes, I would totally agree. That's what the NBA is all about. And, Pat, I'm starting to think that's what sports is all about. <laughs> all is sit across from each other on television now and scream it at each other. Yes. And and nobody has it makes a good point. It's you're right and I'm wrong no matter what. Or I'm right and you're wrong. That's how it works. And that's certainly how it works in Major League Baseball when it comes to pick of the All-Star team. Yeah, that is uh, that is for sure. But uh, I still enjoy it. I still uh, watch it, and uh, I didn't, you know, last year uh, with the with the home run derby as good as it was, and then the game, we didn't really miss there not having any stakes because uh, I think that because of the tie those many years ago in Milwaukee, the managers are going to be aware that we still have to play the game. As if to, we want to win it, and we still have to make sure we got some players left in case we go extra innings. Right, and I never felt like those guys, even when this time it counts, when it actually counted, it didn't really count. No. I can promise you, Pat, going to every one of those All-Star games, teams were not showing up saying, we have to win the All-Star game. That was not the case. But it, it, I think it's better this way. And the, the bottom line is still, Pat, even though the players may not be there trying to win, they're there trying to compete on every at-bat and with every pitch, unlike the NBA All-Star Game, which I love, by the way, but they're just routinely allowing guys to go by them so they can make a great dunk. I just don't think anybody's grooving it in an All-Star Game so Mike Trout can hit a homer. It yeah. certainly doesn't work that way. Well, Tim, what I've always said to people who say, well, why do you think the baseball is the best all-star game? Because it's the only game where they actually play the game. Hockey, they right. don't play the game. Uh, basketball, they don't play the game. And football, they sure as hell don't play the game. So we, right. we at least we get to watch them play the game of baseball. Right. And even if you decided to groove one to Mike Trout, there's no guarantee he's going to hit a home run. He might pop it up. It happens all the time 
Whereas in basketball, if you open a lane for LeBron with nobody near him, he's going to dunk it, and it's going to be great. It doesn't work that way in baseball. Okay, Tim, here's my question uh, for the managers on Monday from you. Are they going to shift? They don't. They, they can't blitz in the Pro Bowl. Are are they going to shift with a left-handed hitter when when Bryce Harper comes up? They're going to put four guys on the other side of the infield. Well, maybe it would be good. That's a great question, Pat. I never. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Let's see if baseball says, "Look, no shifting." Not that it's illegal, but let's just play it straight up and see how the game is played. And granted, it's only one game, and you got the best players in the world going. So, in theory. It should move quicker rather than moving the 13th relief pitcher on a bad team <laughs> into the game. But maybe, maybe this will be a sign that, hey, the game plays a little better if you just play it straight up. That doesn't mean they're going to change the shift rule, but I would say that's a good idea for the All-Star game. <laughs> Let's play it straight and see how, how it goes. Hey, Tim, uh, the one thing about it, though, you just made the point. Remember when we used to look at the All-Star game box score and see all those pitchers? Now it'll just look normal. <laughs> yeah. Eight, oh, oh. Eight, eight pitchers for each team, it'll just look normal. Pat, since I last spoke to you, the Diamondbacks used ten guys, ten pitchers. <laughs> and the Padres used nine in the same game. And that game, five hours and 51 minutes, was decided with a catcher pitching for a first-place team in the 16th inning. Yes. This is where we are in the game today. And somebody better take a... An even harder look at what you and I have been talking about for years here. If the game moves slowly, we have to put the ball in play more often. We have to get pitchers pitching to contact more often. Otherwise, we're going to have 19 pitchers again in one game. Tim, uh, I thought one of the uh, great moments in the Twins' disappointing first half was uh, they they had a walk-off pitcher didn't step on first base covering the bag. Uh, Zach Duke didn't cover the bag in Cleveland, and somebody scored a winning run. I can't remember. Tampa scored a winning run. Did you see the finish in Houston last night? Yes, I did. Now, <laughs> I want is... you to explain this to everyone on what exactly you saw. Uh, I thought it was a foul ball that hit somebody. Right. It was totally unclear to me what happened on that play, and a major league game ended that way with the Astros winning and the A's losing, and the A's have been red hot, so that was a crazy play, and it's even crazier that a game ends on something like that. Yeah, it was a little chopper in front of the plate. It was a foot foul. All of a sudden, it spins backwards. It's fair, and now the catcher just picks it up. He's going to tag the guy out. It pops away, and he ends up throwing it into right field, and uh, the winning run scores. I think that was our old pal Phil Cuzzy behind the plate, wasn't it? Right, and it was Alex Bregman, our old friend, who did that, and he was a part of another crazy finish in in Houston this year with that pop-up that Eric Hosmer couldn't catch. He overran it. That's how he got another walk-off hit. Two balls that never left the infield. Yeah, it's amazing. By the way, uh, your hometown team, the Orioles, was in town last week for four games. Oh, wow, uh, they, the way they 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 tried for a couple of games, but uh, by Sunday afternoon, that was about as uh, spirit of spiritless dumb baseball I've ever seen that the Orioles played. They uh, really, although then they go beat the Yankees two out of three, but uh, boy, they look right. terrible. They look terrible. Pat, they're, they're 40 games under 500. And get this, they got to July 
32 games under 500. In the decade, the decade of the 70s, the Orioles, in years that they didn't finish <laughs> okay. first place. We got a quirk, Jen. We got a quirk, Jen. I'm ready. In the 70s, they finished <laughs> 31 games under 500. I mean, out of first place. And this year, they were 32 out of first place <laughs> on July the 1st. That just shows you, A, how great the Orioles used to be, and B, of course, how terrible they are right now. It is such a sad thing because that is a great baseball town, and the team right now is just needs to be dismantled and immediately. Tim, I, uh, the one I came up with, and of course, 1988, near and dear to your heart, the team that lost 21 in a row to start the season was five games better than these Orioles after 89 games. It's unbelievable, <laughs> Pat, because I was there for every one of those games in 88, as we know, and it's impossible to think a team could be worse than that. But this team is, and part of the reason is, is because the Red Sox and Yankees are so good, yep. it just makes 40 games under 500 look even worse. Hey, uh, where's Manny going? You got any guesses? You know, Pat, we've been at this for 10 months. <laughs> every day with a different team. So it doesn't matter what I say, but I think the Brewers, I think the Dodgers, and I think the Diamondbacks are the three leaders for him. At least two of those teams really need a shortstop. He wants to play shortstop, but he'll move to third if it means going to a team that can go to the World Series. Again, it's going to take a fortune to get him. That's why it's taken this long. But my guess is one of those three teams will get Machado in the next two weeks. Forget it. Taking Manny out of the picture... I can never remember. I know we've gotten into this whole buyer-seller thing, and we start talking about it in May now, whether a team's a buyer or a seller. But I have never seen a situation that's going to be such a buyer's market. Uh, they're going to wait till August. They're not going to give you a lot of players uh, for har- hardly anybody. The Twins have Dozier. They got. They might even trade Escobar. They have a bunch of Lance Lynn as mediocre as you can get. But you're, there's teams out there that are going to be offering better players than you. It's it's uh, it's going to be a real buyer's market, I think. It is. And always keep in mind, Pat, these young, relentless general managers yes. are not going to give you what you want in a deal. In other words, the Orioles are saying, here's what we need. And these guys are saying, no, you're not getting that from us. You, you bring your deal down, and then we'll talk. And yeah. you're not just moving and doing gut feeling, hey, old-timer, we got to do it this way. These, this new breed says we have a value on this, and that value does not equate here. Therefore, we're not making that deal. That's why it's taken so long with many of these deals, which I think are upcoming, but it's taken some time. Well, the Twins here are trying to say, well, we can always give a qualifying offer to Brian Dozier. Oh, really? You're going to give him uh, $18 million the way he's playing this season? Uh, he would he would accept that in four minutes. Uh, you know, this idea you're going to get a draft choice because he's going to go out and get a big contract unless he has, you know, a great last couple of months uh, is, is ridiculous. Those qualifying offers, not too many people are going to make those, I don't think. Right, because now guys are accepting them. Jerry, Jeremy yeah. Helkson took it and got $18 million. <laughs> $18, whatever it was, you're thinking, oh, my God, I can't believe he took that. But you're right, Pat. 
the days are over for guys in their 30s who are looking for five-year extensions at big, big money. You better be a great player with a tremendous track record at that age. Otherwise, you're not getting that. And even when you're in your 20s with a great track record, a five-year hard to come by. Okay, your guy Tito last night. Uh, I hope he's not going to fire my guy Carl Willis for uh, not uh, for sending in OT instead of OP. Uh, that was, uh, I, I think, you know what, this is a good lesson for all of baseball. Stop using stupid nicknames. Use the name of the person. Right. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> got a nickname on every team. And, you know, I think the other lesson is before the game starts, make sure the bullpen phones are working yes. properly, crystal clear. So when you call down there and ask for a guy by his initials, Everybody knows who it is. <laughs> Otherwise, you get a disastrous situation where the wrong guy comes in, you lose a game. Fortunately for the Indians, they're in such a bad division, it's yeah. not going to hurt them making the playoffs. Our guy Mackey this morning, though, had a good point. Text. Have him have a cell phone. Text who you want to warm up. It's it's 2018. Right. right. That's how we do everything else in the <laughs> yeah. world, Pat. Yes. Text one another. We don't talk to anyone anymore. That's we don't look anyone in the eye and speak to them face to face. We just send them a text. That's it. That's how 2018 works. Yeah, that is uh, that is true. Uh, the uh, Kansas City Tim uh, lost the first game of this series uh, three years after winning the World Series. They'd lost 28 out of 32. Yeah, Pat. They are again with the Orioles and really with the White Sox. It's, it's really sad. I'm not even angry. I'm not upset. I am sad that proud franchises are this bad, and there's no way around it. Go read Dan Shaughnessy's column in the Globe from this week. It's not just the games take too long. It's that too many games are non-competitive. It's just not healthy when three teams are going to win 100 and three teams are going to lose way over 100 at this point, and even though the beauty is the Orioles can come back and beat the Yankees two out of three, that's why we love baseball and always will, there are too many games where the Red Sox just look around and say, we're going to pummel this team, and then they usually do. That's how it's been going most of this year. Meanwhile, congratulations to the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays, two teams that we thought were going to be down here with the dregs. Uh, what's going on in Oakland? I know they got the great bullpen, but where did Oakland is amazes me. Whenever you think they're going to be good, they stink, and whenever you think they stink, they're pretty good. I, I don't get yeah. it. Well, first, the manager's really good, Bob Melvin, and he's going to get a chance someday to manage a big market team with big expectations, and then he's going to be even better. Trust me when I tell you that. But the other thing is, Pat, they got some hitters on that team, okay? That Matt Olson kid at first base can really play, and he can hit, and he can play first base, and he understands how to play. Matt Chapman at third base knows how to play the game in every way. And that Jed Lowry guy at second, I'm not sure how he has gotten to this point, but this is the best year of his career. He's had yeah. a very productive season, and because of injury now, he's going to be in the All-Star game. And one last thing, that's a very nice 30,000-seat uh, ballpark. Tampa Bay has broken out there. Now all they need is $800 million from the state. <laughs> or so. All they need is money. <laughs> Bad, they've tried so hard to get a ballpark there, and at every turn, they are turned away. So let's hope for the good of the game, not to mention for the good of the Rays, 
that they get that stadium because they have to move out of St. Petersburg. It's just not in the right location. It's not a right ballpark. That team should be playing in front of more fans than they are right now. Ah, but they got twice the attendance of the Marlins, so congratulations on that. All right, Timmy. baseball, Pat. Got to be careful. Timmy, have a good home run derby. All right, see you soon, Pat. All right, Tim Kirkjian. Uh, tonight, ESPN will be announcing the field for the Tim uh, for the Tim Kirkjian uh, home run derby. Timmy, uh, we tried, we tried. No hints from Timmy as to who's going to be in the home run derby. Friday's musical guest when you weren't here, Reavers. I was here. Oh, yeah, he was here. Was Manny here? Everybody was here? Everybody was here. Nope. You're here? confusing us with the rest of the air staff here at 1500. <laughs> that was gone. That's true. I guess I am confusing you with uh, those guys. Oh, that's right. The Rook, uh, the Rook let us know about 12 <laughs> minutes before his shift started that he wasn't coming in. So. Here's Johnny. Uh, thanks, uh, Patrick. This update sponsored by it's Jersey Mike. It's their world, and we just living in it. <laughs> this update sponsored by I'll Jersey <laughs> Sponsored by Jersey Mike Subs. Want to win a rocket trip from Jersey Mike's and Pepsi? Stop in to Jersey Mike's today to enter. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends August 14th. The official rules at PepsiRockThisWay.com. Jersey Mike's has my official endorsement, by the way. You're that's a Jersey a fine, Mike's guy. Uh, that's a fine uh, sub. Yes, it is. Uh, Twins beat the Royals 8-5 to today. Uh, Brian Dozier, three hits. He had a two-run homer and a bunt single and then a... Well, a grounder to third base that uh, he beat out. They, they they butchered that play a they little bit. Really they, did. They, the Twins just kept running on that uh-huh. play. It looked like my kids, my grandson's T-ball team. Exactly. Uh, Logan Morrison also with a home run for the Twins. Bobby Wilson, two hits, two RBIs. Twins will open up a four-game series against the Tampa Bay Rays at Target Field. Uh, tomorrow night. Speaking of uh, blacksmithing a play, I recommend to everybody, uh, baseball fan, they look up, uh, Timmy and I talked about it a minute, the end of the Houston Oakland oh, game uh, last night is the biggest cluster I have ever seen in my life and I think Phil Cuzzy screwed it up. I, I thought it was a foul ball. but uh, Phil Cuzzy screwing something I think up? That was what? The, I think he was the ump. It looked like him. Did he know. drop his lawsuit with MLB? No, that was Angel Hernandez. Oh, I thought yeah. it was you got Phil two incompetent. You got two incompetent buffoons mixed up there. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I did. Yes. Uh, speaking of Tampa, oh, that's going to be a liner of some type right there. <laughs> speaking of Tampa Bay, they beat Detroit today four to two. Pittsburgh shut out Washington. Tampa Bay zip. is about five over, aren't they? Yeah, five and, over five hundred. Cardi's boys are slipping a little bit. Oof. Yep. The White Sox, uh, not White Sox. The Cubs and Giants are tied at four piece in the eighth. Uh, don't forget tonight. We'll find out who's going to be in the Home Run Derby, and we'll also find out uh, if Eddie Rosario yeah, makes it to the All-Star He's, team. Uh, he was running fourth, right? Yeah. Was. The Segura was ahead, huh? Yeah. And they sent it Benintendi, so the uh, Stanton didn't get the big push, I guess, because it was Benintendi had moved into second. Of course, they were mm-hmm. booing him all spring, basically, mm-hmm. weren't they, in early part of the season? <laughs> yes, they were, yeah. Uh, Minnesota Lynx, uh, day game today, defeat Indiana 87-65. to World Cup, Croatia beat England 2-1. to They'll play France for the World Cup championship. Uh, Buccaneers. I hope Adrian Heath gets that win over some team from Costa Rica tonight to That's make right. up for his disappointment mm-hmm. of having his yeah. Englishman choke like dogs. I, I missed it. Was he disgusted last night, Manny? No, he was in a good no? mood. He was in a good mood. Well, they read Brits. Oh, I suppose. How could you be in a bad mood at Brits? Brits and uh, Jamie was uh, 
Jamie and he were both excited about uh, Britain's uh, about England's chances. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't say Britain because Scotland and Wales and uh, the rest of them have yeah, their own soccer true. teams. Uh, Jameis Winston has a new mentor, Randy Moss. This comes via Patrick. Your thoughts. This comes via Florida football. Tell him that was somebody else's marijuana in the ashtray. <laughs> he's, he's working with Winston during the Why? downtime. Deny everything. That's what Orville would say. Deny, <laughs> deny, deny. Moss yes. is working with Winston during the downtime between the conclusion of the offseason program and the opening of training camp. Wait a minute, Height. Uh -huh. So wait, the, the, I thought... The cousin was the Wizenator, but wasn't the marijuana in the car? No, Ontario Smith was the cousin. That was the Wizenator. Ontario Smith was the Wizenator. No, I know that, but yeah. Moss Randy's blamed the was, marijuana in the car on... No, the ashtray had some marijuana residue in it, and he said that somebody else had drive, been driving Okay, the car. okay. Moss spoke... Man, I'm just holding this from my cousin. Moss spoke... I think the NFL knows <laughs> what Randy Moss does with God, marijuana. I love the NFL. Moss spoke to a local TV station about Winston. He said he's doing things right. It's a bump in the road. Man, just continue to fight. It happens. What he did was wrong. You know, I'm not saying right or wrong. There was a woman involved. So I'm, Is he uh, now admitting it, Jameis? Is he? Uh, he well, he did. denying it all along. Now he he's admitted admitting it, it. And apologized, remember, sort okay. of, uh, briefly. Because right before he said she was mixed up, there was somebody else in the cab. There was two of them, right? Yeah, he apologized and said, remember, he went through treatment, or he's going through treatment, to quit drinking. Uh -huh. So he has to quit drinking alcohol. Sure. Yeah. That's what he said after. I'm after not answering Why anymore. didn't he hire me as his mentor then? <laughs> I'm not answering any more I, questions I from the drink. media. If there's going to be an interview, I'm going to conduct it. I'm going to ask myself <laughs> right. questions. Ask myself questions. <laughs> Forgot about that. So Randy mentoring Jameis Winston. I don't think he liked me too well, but I was way down his list of people he hated, so that was good in the media. I, I wasn't around him that much. So. Well, the only person locally he liked was Sid, right? Yeah, and he... And he, he treated him with such respect, he'd say, hey, big nose, and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, my God. He was a very respectful, always always a very respectful young man. <laughs> All right, then. He'll be mentoring. Yeah. The uh, sporting news says Jeff Fisher is in talks with Fox Sports for oh, an NFL God. analyst I thought job. you were going to say a head coaching <laughs> no, job. No, 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 no. Oh, That's my over. God. Either in the studio or the booth. So uh, Fox Sports talking to Jeff I, Fisher. I saw somebody tweet. Uh, in response to the story to that, said and saying something like, "Is he? Hopefully, he's only going to be on from seven to nine. <laughs> but oh, boom, but oh, boom. Like, that's oh, pretty yeah, good. That's, pretty, that's, that's seven and nine conduct, baby. That's the way seven and nine. <laughs> oh, teams speaking play. of that, I ran across uh, the hard knocks with the Jets the other day from you know years ago. Oh, with, with Rex, and it and it got into the Antonio Cromartie. Part where he was listening off his kids, <laughs> and I had to keep rewinding it and watching it. He was listening off three different kids that were the same age. That reminds me of when Dutch and uh, Jimmy Williams were in the bar. They told me this story, and they had a few pops the night before a game, and they decided one of their athletes, I won't name him, but he ended up in a lot of trouble. And they argued about whether he could name all ten Big Ten teams. And they finally went upstairs at 10 o'clock, knocked on his door, and he got like seven. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. Dutch had more humor than people thought. I better let you go, Johnny, because you got to head up to wherever the hell you live. <laughs> <laughs>
The ride with Royce now continues. First of all, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for late hits. And that will do it as Lugger completes the emotional journey to the championship. That was Louisville's 2013 national 2013 national championship that uh, the uh, the uh, NCAA has said that they're going to take off the books. That and also their 2012 Final Four appearance. Well, a uh, suit has been filed in Jefferson County Circuit Court, Jefferson County, home of Louisville, uh, that uh, wants the NCAA to uh, to. Uh, not vacate those uh, championships. And you asked Manny earlier, Luke Hancock, the captain of the team, is sort of the lead uh, plaintiff in it. But, I remember him, yeah. But Gorgie Deng, Jang is one of the four in there. Uh, Gorgie, Gorgie. Gorgie Jang. Gorgie Jang. <laughs> Just call him what G. They G- all call G- him G. GD. No, GD's not good. No, it's no, short you don't, for uh You don't want yeah, you don't want to call him something. GD. No, GD's no, not you good. Don't want to call him that's that. like calling somebody that's like calling uh Markel Fultz, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can't you can't yeah. use the initials, you know. Uh Tim Henderson, Stephen Van Tress, and Mike Marr are the other plaintiffs. Come on, beat them. Until North Carolina gets its last championship taken away, nobody should ever have a championship taken away. Yeah, in which they absolutely admitted they didn't even go to class in no, North Carolina. No, they basically, well, but, but what their excuse was, everybody could cheat See? therefore it's legal. That's right. So, uh, no bigger phony frauds, bad human beings in the United States of America than NFL owners. And the Arizona Cardinals president, Michael Bidwell, is the latest. Oh, no. He has put on the website uh, the official website of the Arizona Cardinals, a support for Brett Kavanaugh, the new Supreme Court nominee. He went to college with him, and, of course, he voted to have the anthem protests, you know, not be allowed, and that they had to follow the rules and the whole thing. And he said that it's important for the players to speak up. People are saying stick to sports. You know what? We ask our players 20 days a year, game days, to restrict their statements. In other words, his excuse is, well, I can't protest on game days, but I can go on our official website and uh, support a very controversial Supreme Court nominee. Haven't they been long, the the Bidwell family I'm talking about, it's just been dysfunction, right, basically? Yeah, Yeah. they're... uh... There's some beauties. They, is this he Jr.? Is this uh, Michael Bidwell? I think he, this is Bill's he's the kid. kid I yeah. think it's yeah, Bill's I think so, kid. Yeah. yeah, Bill was a dummy of all time. Uh, Car- Carmelo Anthony is out and about meeting with uh, other teams, the Rockets and the Heat. Yeah. About a coaching position? Uh, no, he's going to uh, be <laughs> The Thunder, actually, because they already said that they were going to they have uh, part ways with him, they told to him he can go talk to go other teams. Go find a so. team. Uh, they... Uh, could save $107 million in luxury tax and salary uh, by spreading his contract out over three years. The stretch and let provision. Him go somewhere. 34 years old. See, the NBA salary cap. Indecipherable. Mm-hmm. Albert Einstein would have mm-hmm. given up. He would have said, to hell with it. Right. I, mean, I, I can't. <laughs> I got other things up. to worry about. I can't uh, figure this where's out. Where's he going to end up? 
I think I think it's going to be either Houston or L.A., and I think it's probably going to be Houston. Now, he didn't he go that. to New York because he wanted to do pursue like the acting and stuff for his wife? Wasn't that the reason? La, biggest... la, no, I don't think he was with Lala no, at the oh, time okay. when he got traded to the I mix. think he just wanted the big city. Yeah, okay. well, and he's from he's from New York. Oh, true. City, so yeah, he right. just wanted to go home, I think. He pulled he a Marbury. He'll go play with LeBron if LeBron wants him, though, don't you think? Yeah, but him and him, him and Chris Paul are good buddies though too. Mm-hmm. That whole the, they call it the banana boat: LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, Carmelo. You know, Manny. Let me ask you. I, mm-hmm. I know I lament the NBA a lot, even though I, I used to be a huge NBA fan. I'm not so much anymore. But is this really that good for the league when the players are essentially dictating ninety percent of the moves? Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a star it's a star driven league, yeah. and the the superstars are the ones who make the league as popular they as it call is. So that, they they have a, control. They call that the banana boat, and we have the good ship lollipop here with the with the uh, Tibbs and Wiggy and Cat, and uh, now Anthony Tolliver and yes. Jimmy Butler. We got the good ship lollipop. They got the banana boat. Bring it on, you frauds! <laughs> we'll be back. All right, I got a proposal. The fixers got a proposal. Oh boy! If baseball agreed to go to uh, drop twelve games, okay, go to one fifty. Could we get hockey to drop six and and uh, and uh, NBA to drop six to go to seventy six and have the NFL make a sacred vow to never try to expand beyond sixteen regular season games? You think uh, you think if we had a sports summit? We could get everybody to kind of shorten their seasons because it's not about the dollars anymore. The you know the, the gates are worth some money, obviously, but the bottom line is is TV and other ways of, uh, of making a revenue. And it's well, it's, it's not about drawing eight thousand people in April or because uh, you know, football's seven. the only sport that's uh, schedule is perfect. Yes, but they. You know, idiot keeps wanting. You know, Goodell still wants to have eighteen games. If that's possible. just that's absurd. But I think so. I think the fa- I think I should get them all together. Baseball one fifty, hockey and the NBA uh, seventy six. No, apiece. because you know why? why? If baseball, if they take a few dates away from those guys, NFL say, well, wait, that means there's availability yeah, for well, more. That's true. They got We got to get kick them. our season off in late July. They got to sign up. They got to sign on to it, man. I think I think we got to do her here. Come on. Let's see. You're wearing us out. You're playing too many games. And uh, how about two more weeks of preseason? Make her six, huh? We used to do that. I know. We used to do <laughs> that. Yeah, Those are some good. long training camps. All right, fellas. We'll try to be better tomorrow.